Hi, everyone. John Branning here, welcoming you to my podcast, This Week at the Trump Poems. This episode is for the week ending December 5th, 2020. Please accept my apologies for a slight delay in sharing this episode with you. Up here in Maine, we had a heavy wet snow this past Saturday that knocked out our power for a few days and took the internet with it. But now all is restored, and so I'm able to share another week's worth of political poetic punditry with you. Trump spent the week focused on his increasingly desperate attempts to have the results of a free and fair election overthrown, which is horrifying, and yet it's eclipsed by just how many average citizens, forget the vast majority of Republicans in Congress, who support his arguments and efforts. So three of four Trump poems I have for you this week reflect on this entirely indefensible attack on our democratic institutions, and one makes a brief mention of the coronavirus vaccine, but just like Trump, almost immediately pivots back to his unfounded claims of election fraud. So let's get started, shall we? First off the tee this week, Trump established something called the Official Election Defense Fund, collecting hundreds of millions of dollars to be used not in defense of the electoral process, as you might think from the name, but so he can fund other political and personal activities. The Trump poem on this topic is called The Golden Fleecing. Can you help a brother out? I'd appreciate donations as I launch another bout against vote fraud in this nation. While I claim that I'm collecting dough to fund a legal onslaught, I'll divert to re-electing me as POTUS, as I've long sought. Cash is what you write for pay to on the first line that you fill in. Your John Hancock is the way you sign up for a recurring villain. I'm a little short on scratch as I start up my campaign for 2024's rematch. Note to self, secure domain for. This appeal might go to shit if reviewed by an astute judge since the fine print here permits drawing funds for my own usage. I appreciate support from my friends in Magination as I try this last resort before my forced abdication. Trump posted a 46-minute address directly to Facebook where he went on ad nauseum, emphasis on the nauseum, repeating virtually every discredited election-related conspiracy theory and spewing disinformation after falsehood after lie. So much for all those in the GOP who said he'd eventually accept the election outcome. This one is called Distressed Address. This may be the most important speech I've ever made, a chance to share conspiracies and also throw some shade. We used to have elections in a day, not anymore. So let me share thoughts, none of which you give a penny for. I have no higher duty than defending all our laws, except when they apply to me. Please stifle your guffaws. We must support elections that are free and also fair. That's only if I won. A loss means fraud, I will declare. Three quarters of an hour was the length of time I bellowed. It's clear that since election day, not one whit have I mellowed. I shared countless conspiracies, all which have been disproven. 
but I'll latch on to any scheme if it keeps me from losing. I led the charge of GOP success, so it's statistically impossible that I could lose, I stated narcissistically. The words I'm saying now will be disparaged and demeaned, but worth one final shot before electors are convened. I've made it clear I feel this was a national disgrace. I spoke with an expression of disgust upon my face. A speech filled with absurdities, but here's what's most absurd. A record day for COVID deaths. Yet I said not a word. An enemy I labeled Raffensberger of the people, while over many people's eyes I'm trying to pull sheep's wool. As I make these unfounded claims, you really should be wary. Since truth's contained within, there's not a single solitary. Three of the living ex-presidents issued statements that they would be willing, when their time in line came, to get vaccinated against COVID in a public setting, possibly on live TV. I imagine Trump's response to that bit of stagecraft in this next verse called Don't Needle Me. Barack Obama, William Clinton, Bush, the 43rd, have volunteered to get their shots on camera, so I've heard. If this assuages fears about the vaccine, I'm all for it, but otherwise, my plan regarding COVID is ignore it. Each day we set new records everywhere across the nation. Daily deaths, infections, and gross hospitalizations. As proof about this crisis, I don't give a tinker's damn. I spend my days complaining the election was a sham. I gave a speech the other day and posted it online. I spoke about conspiracies. My tone was asinine. It's clear I gave that speech because of how I crave attention. But share the stage with COVID? Nope. It didn't get a mention. I'm focused on my image, so I think it an unwise step to bear my arm on TV and reveal a flaccid bicep. So let those has-beens line up for a hypodermic syringe. I'll fixate on fake votes in ways increasingly unhinged. I think it's pretty clear it doesn't take a stable genius to see with those ex-presidents there's differences between us. I've nothing kind to say about those three and never will. So go to hell, Barack Hussein, George W., and Bill. Trump ended the week flying down to Valdosta, Georgia, to join in a rally that was staged ostensibly to give a boost to the Senate runoff campaigns of Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, but they were featured only as a brief sideshow to Trump's ongoing kvetching about the election results. My poem about that conflagration is called The Devil Went Down in Georgia. If I lost, I would say it, in tones you'd find gracious. I'd give Joe a tour of the White House. It's spacious. I'd act toward his wife in a manner flirtatious. Dismiss all this talk about fraud is fallacious. But I didn't lose this. I won by a lot. Because there's no way to stop the Trump train juggernaut. And because the vote outcome was not what I sought, let's throw out mail-in votes and in courts have this fought. I support Kelly Loeffler 
and also Purdue. Though this just past election was stolen from me, uh, stolen from you, in this runoff, I'm sure the results will be true, just as long as they win, with both Dems bid adieu. Now, down here in Georgia, it's kind of ironic that mail-in votes this time I offer as tonic, dismissing the problems I once claimed were chronic, and now I promote them. <laughs> it's oxymoronic. The reason I chose to appear in Valdosta? A wayward attempt to prove I'm still the boss, a continued attempt to have your ballot squashed, a reminder of yet one more line that I've crossed. That wraps up this slightly delayed edition of the podcast. Thanks for your patience in waiting for it to be posted. This week, we reached the so-called safe harbor deadline for establishing the conclusive results of the election in advance of when the state electors meet the following week to formalize the election results. Something tells me that Trump will pay no mind to that or any other deadline, guideline, or borderline. So I'm sure there will be plenty to comment upon in these hopefully waning days of his administration. Also, something hinky is going on at the Pentagon with several Trump lackeys installed in civilian advisory positions for reasons that are unclear and have some folks worried about the military's role in the presidential transition. All funny stuff, right? Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the podcast. Hope to have you join me again soon. And in the meantime, please stay safe and healthy.